Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today we're excited to welcome Ava Lily onto the show. Lily, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, how, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. How has lockdown been for you? Um, to be honest, I feel pretty bad saying this, but uh, quite good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I'm like, I think I've always been quite introverted anyway. So um, if anything, I've kind of realized that I do need to get out more after. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I've kind of been in isolation for ages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before lockdown. Um, strange time. No, but obviously I think I'm creative and we all have tendencies to, to be like that sometimes. So, yeah, I've just really taken a step back and um, trying to figure out uh, just what I want to do next, really. I think it's good to have this time to actually focus on what, what you want to actually go back to and what you don't. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's it's a it's a time of reflection, isn't it, for 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 a lot of people? And and like you say, you can kind of hone your uh, creative creative process really, and just spend a lot of time focusing on 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 what you do. Now you've been you've been quite productive uh, by the sounds of it th- throughout. Um, you recently released yeah. a kind of alternative R and B track, uh, Blameless, um, mm-hmm. which. Uh, Ear Milk in the US uh, said this about the track uh, Drenched in lush minimalistic rhythms with steady modified beats The single pushes Lily's vocals to the forefront And my gosh it is a heavenly result That's some nice words right there right? Oh that's lovely Are you, yeah. pleased, are you pleased with how the record, record turned out? Yeah I mean the whole track for me It, just, it came so naturally um, I, I literally just started writing it in the middle of the night in my bedroom in the moment where I felt was feeling those emotions. So yeah, the whole track is, was just so organic and so natural. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just wanted to keep it simple and stripped back. I just really wanted it to be like just my voice and really bare and vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I feel like the track really represents that in a perfect way. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really happy. And, and Gareth, who I work with, he, um, he's really great too and he'd never really produced anything for anybody else before uh we started working on this project mm-hmm. and um yeah so it's just really exciting to have that together and I've never really found somebody that I connect with so well on on that level in music and um so yeah it's just it's a really really special relationship that I have with with Gareth um and I've been doing I've been writing for you know over 10 years probably mm, and mm. I've never found somebody that I have that kind of connection with so yeah I'm really really happy and I can't wait to to release more music that we've we've done together it's just exciting it is exciting it's great stuff and and obviously it's it's going to produce some fantastic results so yeah very exciting very exciting indeed so so, so tell us tell us a little bit more about um you know you said you've been songwriting for about a decade now uh, when when did you kind of first start? Or did that happen from from a young age? And and where do you sort of take most of your inspiration from in that sense? So, like I said, I've always been quite uh, introverted, and um, I think it was when because I never really wanted to be a musician. Nobody in my family 
is a musician, nobody sings, you know, nobody's even picked up an instrument really. Um, and I had a few, le- I had a few piano lessons when I was little, but my teachers always said, you know, she's not really, she doesn't really practice. So I, ne- I knew I didn't really want to do it. It wasn't like my passion, passion, but I always loved music and I have so many associations, like really big associations with, with, with songs and how I felt at the time. And my parents always were really into good music. And, um, so I think it was when my dad played me Frank Amy Winehouse's first album. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And I was just like, wow, like at her honesty Mm. and Mm -hmm. I've always been the type to completely bottle up all my emotions until, you know, it's too late. (laughs) And so when I heard that, when I heard her songwriting and the honesty and the vulnerable and the the rawness of it, I was like, wow, I I feel like that's so cool because she's got an outlet where she can just pour out all her emotions Mm -hmm. onto the page and not actually have to have a direct conversation with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that was just like my dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I just, um, so I just started writing in my bedroom, you know, locked away in my bedroom, <laughs> and I just started writing and writing, not for anybody to hear. Like, in fact, I didn't want anybody to hear it because to me, it was like a diary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like therapy. So I just started doing it, and then um, I started playing gigs in Bath in Bristol okay and I was absolutely terrified because at this point I didn't even know I was a singer (laughs) I didn't think I was Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was a songwriter either so um yeah I just started and then people seemed to like it so when you know that people are liking what you're doing like obviously you build more and more confidence and in yourself and you just I just carried on (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. I just carried on and it was a really good way for me to yeah like I say get all my emotions out and not have to actually have these difficult conversations with people I could just be honest in my writing and and yeah and, and feel better about it you yeah know? yeah yeah real sort of outlet of, of emotion for you and and what better inspiration to take than the Amy Winehouse I mean um yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so when you first started out in music, you signed to Naughty Boys label, right? I did. So, so yeah, it's funny, really, because, like I said, I I kind of fell into the music thing. I didn't. It was never a passion of mine that I really wanted to do. I just really enjoyed it, mm. and I, I always used to. If I loved an album, I'd literally play it and play it and play it on repeat and like be fully immersed in it. And um, so, I recorded a cover of. Uh, Bonnie Ray, I Can't Make You Love Me. Mm-hmm. And I just did it in my friend's flat. And um, I, it was my first YouTube cover that I ever posted. And Naughty Boy got in touch with me okay. and said, I really want to meet you. And I want to hear some of your original material. So I went down to the studio. I think I was 19 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never been to a studio before. <laughs> So, like, my first one was, like, it was, like, Naughty Boy, Emily Sande was there because they're really good friends. Amazing. And I just remember being, like, well, but I also had nothing to lose because, you know, I wasn't amazing at what I did. I didn't think. I was just, like, okay, I'm going to see what I can get away with here. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like, he, we, we wrote a song that day. 
with a songwriter called Phil Plested, who was also signed to Naughty Boy at the time. I don't know if he still is, maybe he is. And um, we wrote a song, and then a few weeks down the line, he said, I want to sign you to my label. So, yeah, I was, I was just really excited, and I moved to London, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're London-based now, are you? Yeah, I live in Camden now, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And, and tell me about the uh, kind of the time after that. Um, you know, once you'd moved to London, uh, where did you sort of go from there? Did you start gigging in London as well? Yeah, kind of. But when you're signed to um, a record label, because I signed to Virgin as well. Okay. So I went from being in my bedroom writing songs <laughs> and moved to London uh, in this big label and kind of just trying to keep my head above water and not and trying not to lose what I had, what I knew they liked when they signed me, you know? Sure, yeah. So try not to lose that, but also, like, it's a massive culture difference moving from a small town to uh, London when you're that young, not knowing anybody, you know? Yes, yeah. So studio was, like, my life. Like, I moved right next to the studio. Everybody there was my friends. Like, that was, like, my family in London. It was a really, really beautiful time. Mm, mm. Um so started gigging, doing bits. I uh, went to LA a few times, wrote my album, and um, it just—it just kind of felt like I was just trying to keep my head above water the whole time. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost the love of what I was doing when I was just at home in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So, and um, not that it's a negative thing at all. Like being signed to a label can be so amazing, and it was amazing at the time. Um, but yeah, you, you really need to remember like why, why you do it Yeah, and yeah. you're doing it because you love writing songs and all of a sudden it's like, you're trying to please all these other people and it's so much pressure and yeah. I don't think I was quite ready for that pressure. Okay. So after that, um, because you, when did you, you, you wrote a record for Zane's latest album, didn't you? When, when did that sort of happen was that a little bit later on um because yeah so so basically um i that was after i came out of my record deal okay so that was that all came that didn't come with the uh when i was with virgin but i did meet zane when i was with virgin because zane was really good friends with naughty boy Mm -hmm. when he left the band so i met zane in the studio just naturally and we wrote this duet together which is a really really beautiful song which never saw the light of day <laughs> standard <laughs> so many songs like that yeah um so we met so i think it was back in 2004 2014 that we met right and then yeah so he really liked what i did i really liked what he did he's a writer too so that's cool um and then, yeah, just further along down the line, um, we, me and songwriter duo MYKL, I don't know if you've heard of them, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote this song called Common, which was originally meant to be for me. We were in the studio writing for me. And then he flew out to uh, Miami to work with Zane, and he was like, I'm going to play Zane this track. And I was like, cool, do it. And he loved it and wanted to be on it, so... That's how that whole thing came about. Okay. Okay. So in quite a 
quite an organic way really it was just a, a case of, yeah and i feel like that's how everything's kind of happened yeah that's nice that's, that's nice um so yeah you obviously you you were with the label for a, a, f- a few years and then um you parted ways so you say you, you know you wanted to get back to the real reason of, of why you got into music in the first place was that mm-hmm. for you was that kind of another big step um going in in that direction as a as an independent artist how did how did that kind of go down for you yeah so it was like and i'm not saying that being signed to a label is is necessarily a bad thing but i think everybody is so different and people do music for different reasons and Mm -hmm. i just genuinely think i wasn't not that i wasn't ready but i think when you're underdeveloped as an artist and you go straight to a label that's when you kind of lose yourself I definitely think you need to kind of find yourself before so that you have more of a voice kind of thing yeah um and it was really important for me to just stay true to who I was and keep writing the music that I knew was true to me and I kind of lost that a little bit so I was like I need to just take a step back here and figure out if it is still my true love to do music and what I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, and I also read an amazing book called Big Magic. And I don't know if you've read it, have you? I have not, no. Okay, well, basically, this book just, it really like hit a nerve in me. And for me, it made it okay to be like, right, I'm going to take a step back and get a regular job. Mm-hmm. And just fall in love with music again and writing mm-hmm. and fall in love with just sitting down with having no pressure to try and pay your bills from music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's literally like falling in love with it again and just doing it for you and writing whatever comes out and not judging yourself for it. So going out and just getting a normal job again, like really allowed me to do that. And now yeah. like, I'm like, of course, it's my true love. Of course, I want to do it forever, you know. <laughs> but I really had to go through that process of, like, just taking a step back and being like, okay, something's not feeling right. I need to see if I miss this. Mm-hmm. And um, just remember why I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I did that, and it just feels, it just feels amazing now. It just feels like I'm back to I'm back to the girl I was when I <laughs> was just writing in my bedroom. <laughs> that's great that's great and 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 how on the songwriting side do you do you feel now you've come back now you've gone through that kind of process do you feel like your songwriting ability and and your kind of creativity has been kind of enhanced and a little bit um finessed uh in that sense do you feel a little bit more kind of ready to just you know just get in there and just just make music yeah definitely like I and I've learned that like being honest is is literally the only way in my songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like I really need to like at the end of the day, like if you're the artist, you need to you're the person that needs to carry the whole thing off. So it's like you need to just pour all your energy, all your good energy and love into whatever you're going to put out to the world. So mm-hmm. I feel like now is the time I can really do that and finding people that you really connect with and that are on your level musically. Um, and like finding your <laughs> musical soulmate yeah. is a really special thing. And I feel like I'm really ready to do that now. So I'm just, I'm I, honestly, I've never been this excited about releasing music. Great stuff. Great stuff. And and how about um, 
sort of the production side. I was quite curious to because there was some nice production went into to Blameless. Um, yeah. And and how kind of involved are you on that side? Okay, so like I said, Gareth Essen, who I work with, he um when I started, I just want to tell you how we met first. Yeah, go ahead, cool. go ahead, go ahead. So, obviously, when you're with the label, like, you're used to being like, okay, go to the studio, that studio, you know, write with this person, they're signed to this, they're signed to that, and you're like, okay, cool, you turn up, you write a song. Mm-hmm. And it's always a bit like, okay, I just met you, and I'm literally bearing my soul to you. And there's always that, like, kind of awkwardness at the start where you just have to literally, like, get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just bear your soul to somebody that you just met. Yeah, yeah. And... With Gareth, I was at an open mic at Shoreditch House uh-huh. and I heard somebody singing and I was like, oh my God, I've literally never heard a tone like it. And I was getting goosebumps. And it's really, di- when, you, when you're around live music all the time, it's kind of hard to get that goosebump moment. Yeah. Because yeah. you hear so much good music and everybody's amazing. So it's like something, it needs to be something else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I heard Gareth singing and I had that feeling and I was like, oh my God, I need to chat to this guy. So I went over to him after my set because we were both performing on the same night. And um, he was like, oh my God, I, you were amazing. I loved you. And I was like, oh my God, you were amazing. I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write with you. And obviously, like, even if you think somebody's amazing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to connect on that songwriting level. Uh-huh. But we were like, let's just give it a go. So I went over to his flat one night and, um, yeah, we just wrote this amazing song. And I was like, wow, like, this is what I've been looking for for so, so, so long. And I just found it in the most organic way. Like, yeah. we literally saw each other on open mic and were like, I need to work. I was like, I need to work with this guy. So... So yeah, that's kind of how we met and we just sort of progressed from there really and every session just got better and with the production it was like, I said I want, let's produce this and he was like, I'm not really a producer, like I've done a few bits before but only on my own stuff and I was like, well I know how I want everything to sound so let's do it together. Yeah. So we literally, and it wasn't, Blameless wasn't the first song, it was clo- uh, the song that I'm about to put out next. I don't know if I'm allowed to say but it's called Closure. Okay. And um, that was the song that we produced together. And it was like, we were literally just sat there with each other. I was like, I want it to sound like this, 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 this. Because, you know, I know what I want it to sound like, but I'm not, I'm like a grandma when it comes to tech. So <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do anything like that. Um, but it was really cool. And it just came together so naturally. So, yeah, it's just, it's just perfect, really. Cool. So now he is officially a producer. <laughs> So that really was kind of like a bit of a turning point meeting Gareth at the the open mic night and it kind of yeah. just clicking into place. Yeah. Fantastic. Are you, okay. you, you said you're a bit of a, a technophobe, if I might use that term. Um, but um, in, ter- um, in terms of, you know, you know, are you, are you a musician as well yourself? Do you, you play? Yeah. So I do, you know, I, I play keys and I do it to, to write. I don't know what I do if, I mean, I always start with my keyboard when I write songs, uh-huh. just chords, basic chords, and then, you know, just build it around that. So I've always used that to, um, my main instru- instrument is my voice, but I, I do play, okay. I play a bit of keys. Okay. And I guess, I mean, you've, you've probably spent quite a fair bit of time in, in studios now. Um, are you kind of a bit more adept with the 
kind of whole process, the whole production process, just spending time with Gareth and just and just kind of um, learning the craft. Is that something that you sort of would be keen to get more involved in, or are you happy to just kind of um, you know sing sing the song and and write the song and all that kind of stuff? No, I definitely am, and sometimes I think because I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to my project <laughs> and. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like damn I wish I could just do everything myself yeah yeah I just want to do everything myself to not have to rely on anyone you know yeah <laughs> I mean it would, be, it no, would be nice yeah it is cool though I'd love to get in more into production that would be sick okay yeah nice okay um I think that's most of the things I wanted to, to kind of pick your brains about on the kind of songwriting side obviously it's an uncertain time for everyone at the moment in in light of of the covid pandemic and and the next year is is going to be quite decisive for for a lot of industries mm. and for, for musicians especially you know no no live events going on um you know there's big calls to action with you know, hashtag we make events plaza's kind of initiative to to get money pumped back into the industry because it's um you know people losing jobs uh, left, right and centre and, and it's just a bit of a crazy time. So, you know, what do you kind of, from a from a sort of outside perspective, where do you kind of see yourself in the next year or, or what do you hope to achieve in the next year despite the uncertainty? I think uh, we're very lucky in the way that obviously gigs aren't happening and we're not allowed to be out there, but it's a time where people are really listening to music Mm -hmm. and people use music to get them through, you know, anything in their life. And I feel like right now it's a really good time to release music because people, people are at home listening. So it's like, yeah, we just have to use this time to create and um, Mm -hmm. just do what we can to get us through, you know? Yeah. It it is. It is a time. So that whole energy is like something that you can't compare to when you're playing live to people. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what um, do you, what do you yeah, kind of... Just, sorry, I was going to say, what are, you, what are you kind of missing most about, you know, I mean, it might seem quite obvious, missing being out on the road, but is there anything in particular you're missing about not being kind of out gigging and, and touring? It's just the energy that you get from a gig and just playing your songs live is just something else that you can't compare to. Mm, mm. Obviously, you can do like online stuff, but it, when you're actually in the room of people, uh, it's just on a different level. So it's like, it's really fucking upsetting. <laughs> but it's like, you know, we do what we can to get us through, yeah? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I, I honestly can't wait for that. I'll never take a, a gig for granted, even if it's the tiniest gig playing to three people I, I I would never take that for granted oh and hugs never take a hug for granted again <laughs> or never give a shit hug <laughs> yeah I think I, I, I speak for speak for myself when when I say I, I you know I agree with you on on both of those fronts um I'm really missing live music uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a big one for for a lot of people but like you say it, it is a time when people are still connecting with with music on an emotional level you know um across the board and it, and it's important to still be in you know connecting with the fans and um and staying kind of active uh in that sense really mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People are still connecting with it. And, you know, that doesn't change ever. I mean, I know, you know, festivals aren't happening, gigs aren't happening, but, you know, we just have to pray that that all comes back to normal soon. But yeah, like, like you said, like people are still connecting with music like they were before. People can still, you know, put on their favorite albums and songs and sing along in their room to them. Like <laughs> that doesn't change. Of course. That doesn't change. You can still make memories with music. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I th- I mean, I think that's most of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Lily. Um, you, you give me some great answers there and, and, uh, and it's been, it's been fascinating actually learning about your kind of journey in music uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah no it has is, is there anything um in particular you kind of uh wanted to mention in terms of like what we spoke about you know like the songwriting process or or anything in particular that you're kind of looking forward to I don't know if there's any projects coming up that you can't speak about um but is there anything kind of in the pipeline that that we can uh that we can look forward to yeah, so just more music, really. Like I, like I said, I've never, I've never been more excited about uh, the songs than I than I am right now, and I just can't wait to share my art with everybody. And I feel like it's been a long time coming, and finally, I feel ready to to do that properly in the realest way now. So it's like I'm just so excited to get like everything is just like so nearly ready, you know. <laughs> and I'm just waiting. And I'm just so excited and. I just can't wait to um, just for people to get to know me more in my music. And because the thing is when you're an artist, like so much happens behind closed doors that you kind of forget that, that nobody knows that yeah. and nobody's heard any music, you know, they're all just in folders in my phone. And it's like, I just, I, I honestly can't wait to, um, to just give it to, to, to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And share the love. I'm just yeah exactly share the love that's what it's all about right <laughs> yeah great stuff great stuff Ava Lily thanks so much for joining us on the Headliner Radio podcast it's been lovely to have you on the show oh you're welcome thank you so much for having me it's and, been so uh, lovely and good luck for uh for the for the rest of the year and 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 onwards thank you right, thanks so much you take care oh thank you so much have a good week cheers bye now bye Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.